and then we'll go into the theme music. Right? Right? Tim? Tim? Oh my god, are you kidding me? Ah. Dude, seriously. We are starting the show. Hang on. Uh, uh, guys, um, I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, I don't know where Tim is. He was just here. We were ready to do the show. Uh, I look around and suddenly he is just gone. Which is not like him. I didn't, I didn't even hear him leave. I don't, I don't know what is happening. Um, I can't, I can't do the show without him. Uh, I mean, this is his house. Where would he even go? Ugh. I feel sick to my stomach. Um, I am going to try calling him, I guess. Hang on, guys. Uh, bear with me. Kind of, kind of freaked out by this. Okay. It's ringing. Uh, come on, man. Pick up. Pick up, pick up, pick up. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, he's not answering. That just went to voicemail. Um, I don't know what to do. We were both super excited for the show tonight. And... Wait. Oh my god, okay, he's calling on Skype for some reason. Tim? Hey, hey. Hey, oh. hello, uh, where are you? What What happened? Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm out back. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of a little, uh, dizzy. I'm trying to, there, hold on, let me, let me sit down for a second. Um. Wait, like, in back of the house? Yeah, yeah, no, there's, I mean, it looks like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I'm sorry, it's, Oh, just give me a second. Um, I don't think I have. Yeah, I know this. Uh, the show's probably started. I, I, uh, I don't think I have my 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 back key. Let me um try to get around. I'm gonna go out in the alleyway. Sorry. Um, just uh, if I apologize to you and you know, um, this is really. Uh, okay. Are you okay? No, I'm. I think I'm okay. Um, my my head kind of hurts, but um, like. Oh my god. It's kind of like a, I don't, I don't think I have a concussion, but it's, yeah, it's like a, a real, like in the front of my head, like a, uh, you know. Are you bleeding? Maybe it's just, I, no, I don't, no, here, let me, let me, let me check. Um, 
Yeah, a little, a little bit, but I think it's not like okay. I think I think I'm okay. Um, here, I'm gonna, okay, in the alleyway. Um, all right. Do you need me to um, come like get you? No, 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 no. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Um, wait, someone's stuck up a bunch of Justin Bieber posters in the alleyway for some reason. That's really weird. Um, that is. Zip. Really Does he have a new album out or something? I don't I don't understand. They were just out there like yesterday. Yeah, Those I didn't. Not there. Hold on. There's something going on. There's like a some sort of party happening on the corner out by Fullerton. I don't know what's up. There's like a. Oh, Jesus. There's like a. a huge, huge. Like, there's, like a, there's like a 300 people out there. Wait, seriously? <laughs> yeah. And there's something, there's like a, do they, do they have like holographic projectors that people can rent or something? Cause there's like a huge, there's a huge projection of Justin Bieber's face. You were, and, you and were not joking. That everyone, is crazy. Everyone's just like turned to look at it and no one's saying anything. It Wait. was really loud, and all of a sudden it got really quiet, and everyone's just looking. Wait, it was really – I could not hear any of that. No, it was, it was, it was super loud. It was like it was, it was like a – I thought it was a riot or a party or something. Hold on. I'm going to go – I'm going to get closer. Let me, let me take a look. Um, all right. I don't... That's weird. It's like all, all dudes. I don't understand any of this. Like – no, I know, I know, I know. I don't know how you get a permit for that kind of thing. Like they're they're on like they're in the middle of the street and there's no traffic. It's really weird. I just heard some sort of government vehicle go by, but it looked like a black like SUV. And I, okay, this is really okay. Everyone in the audience, the crowd, the I don't know what to call it. Half of them have like a sort of like a bowl cut, like a you know like. Like, like, kind of like how Bieber had when he was like 16, and then the rest okay. of them have like this sort of pompadour with frosted tips, and they're all just silently staring at Justin Bieber, and I can't quite hear. Oh, oh shit! Like what? half of them. What's happening? Someone just noticed me. One of them noticed me. Oh Jesus! All right, I, I, oh, I, I, I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. Okay, hold wait. on. They're, they're, they're starting to chase me. I gotta go. I, hold on a second. No, oh wait. Oh my God. I'm not, I'm not gonna. Tim? I, I, okay, I, I'm back in the alleyway. I'm hiding behind a dumpster. Um, they're just like, they're, I think they're, they're looking for me, but I, I don't know. Um, Jesus, this is terrifying. So you didn't hear? You can't hear anything? No, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's been totally quiet here. Are you? This is super weird. I don't like this at all. Oh, and there's a, oh, and there's a, there's a van coming up in the alleyway. I'm gonna try to get Why it out of the way. Why don't you just come back to the house? All right. Yeah, I, I, I will. But they're, they're still. I think they're still out on the street. I don't. Hold on. Okay. There's a van pulling up. It's really quiet. They're like, they must have some sort of silencer in their engine or something. I don't understand what's happening. Oh my god. They're like they're like fifty feet away. Door's opening. Oh, okay. A dude a dude's getting out of the van. 
Don't no, do it. Don't get in the van. Get on the van. No, he's 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 waving at me. He's he looks kind of like the house. he looks like kind of like a roadie. Like a he's got like kind of long gre- greasy hair. A road yeah, like a roadie. Like somebody who like moves amplifiers and and checks levels. I know what a roadie is. He's wearing he's wearing a Zildjian shirt. He's, he's telling me I should get in the van. No, don't get, I in, the get in the van. I'm really scared. He looks like he's he, he looks like he's friendly. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, I'm gonna go. Friendly I'm gonna go. The Bieber I, gotta, I have to get away from this. I have uh, to go. No, come back to, to the house. No, I, I, I I'll, I'll call Tim. you when I can. I'll call you when I can. <sighs> oh my god. Yeah. All right. And he hung up. I don't like that at all. I don't like any part of that. Guys, I don't know what is happening or where he is or why he didn't just come back to the house. Um, but I guess I'm just going to have to figure out how to do this alone and we'll see what happens. Instead of getting into a van with a roadie really irresponsibly. I'm worried about him, but I'm also kind of furious. Yeah, all right, whatever. This is low-level rage. Hey, guys. Hello. Oh, hey, Lauren, thanks for opening a beer for me. No problem. That's really that's really nice of you. Oh, I feel weird. Yeah? What's up? I don't know. Nothing. Just huh. head feels a bit strange. That's all. Well, oh. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Hanging in there. Nice. Good. Guys, it's low-level rage. Welcome yep. back. Yep. Hello, I'm Tim. I'm Lauren. Well, it's a beautiful day outside. It's hard for me to be angry when it's so so nice out. It did rain a little bit, though. It's true. That, oh, that makes me furious. How dare it? How dare it rain ever? Really, right? Uncool. It's the stuff of nightmares. Weather. Weather. Much like uh, the topic of tonight's show. Yep. The stuff of nightmares. That was a pro transition right there. Yeah. Look at me. But yeah, so last week we uh we we cobbled together a classic dream scenario. There's stuff like there's a little bit of flying. There were uh strange canyons. There was uh drinks with your high school English teacher who is somehow your same age but is now your buddy after you meet met up with them at, at the bar it's good stuff a lot of good stuff there there was a oh there was a, di- a party at the roller disco too right that was it was pretty sweet yeah we never actually got to go to the party though which is sad but that's we'll how it goes you. this week it's all the bad stuff the tables have turned. Stuff that you wake up, your whole world's been shaken by the crazy crap that your brain spewed out while you were in a deep REM sleep. Or you're just like super relieved because it's not real. Yeah. 
Either one. It's usually how I feel after nightmares. Well, you have a lot more nightmares than I do as well, we should say. I do. Um, I have I, a lot of them. I have them occasionally. I feel like I have a pretty good mix, like a solid mix, like 60-40. You have some good ones. Yeah. I have some really good like superhero dreams and stuff where I've got powers, which I didn't bring up because I thought that might be too, like, too specific to my weird stuff. But yeah, so tonight it's all the uh, the deep, disturbing, horrifying, nightmarish scenarios. But we're going to try to make it pretty cool and not just like an unbridled litany of horrors. Right. Because sometimes, like, I mean, I, we've talked about this a little bit. Like, sometimes I'll wake up from a nightmare and be like, shook up for a second but then also sort of turn around a second later and, and say like oh that's that's a pretty good one that was a good uh that was a good horror story i just told to myself that part of my brain told to another part of my brain while i watched yeah. in silent horror and i should say that, that uh typically when i'm uh having a nightmare and lauren can test this i put my hands up to my face like their little paws and I whimper like so you can imagine why I have lots of nightmares yeah because this is going on all the time I think it's probably pretty cute right like a little puppy dog like a puppy dog having a nightmare about a giant cat or something I don't know whatever dogs have nightmares about you say that, but when it like filters into your own dreams, you'd be singing a different tune, That's my very, friend. Very good point. But yeah, so um, we should say if you want to participate in this, the nightmare episode, uh, send us a contact request at username low level rage on Skype, and then we will call you. Uh, just let us know what you want to talk about. Please. Please want to call us, oh, all four of you. Oh, the spooky music's starting now. Because it's about to get real spooky, yeah, and we need your help. It's so spooky. You can also email us anytime at lowlevelrage at gmail.com or tweet using the hashtag lowlevelrage. Yep. We would like to hear from you. We would like to hear... Your cool slash terrifying nightmare stuff. And similar to last week, we are going to craft it into a pretty cool narrative. I'll be taking notes. Tim will be taking notes. I will be timekeeping. We're going to do five acts. No take backs. Once the act is over, it is it is set in stone, much like the Ten Commandments or other things written in stone. <laughs> what are the other things that are written in stone? Um, other than like funereal inscriptions? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Like uh, plaques and monuments. Here lies Ted. He's surely dead. That kind of thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good rhyme right there. Kind of nailed that one. 
Yeah, you yeah. should you should become a tombstone engraver, inscription but engraver. Like fun tombstone. Bring, bringing whimsy. Yeah, who doesn't like a nice like joke on a tombstone? Like uh, Leslie Nielsen, famously, infamously, has let a rip on his tombstone. That's pretty. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. It's pretty. Right? It's pretty fun. That's fun. That's a fun thing. There's a radio station in our area that plays an ad. Well, the the, the like the sort of like tagline. That's of a the... fart joke. Just so everyone knows, let a rip is a fart joke. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Just want to make sure everyone knows that. The tagline of this radio station is the soundtrack of our lives, and there's an ad that cleverly hooks into this to uh, talk about how thinking about the soundtrack of our lives should make us think about how all of our lives must end and then goes into this ad for tasteful uh, that's smart funeral services which i then hear like several times a day you have to wonder and sort of look forward to but also sort of dread it's kind of funny that like you have to wonder somebody who does like ad buying for a radio station if they're super enthusiastic when like the funeral home <laughs> tries to buy an ad on the station <laughs> right like a, fu- uh, a funeral that is like a clearly specifically targeted for that station. Yeah. We just think you guys are already kind of uh, a bum. Like people are probably already thinking about dying. Maybe, maybe even like, you know, enthusiastically anticipating it when they're listening to your stupid station. So might as well just slaughter ad right in there. When you're playing those three in a row U2 songs on Thursdays. Ooh, can I guess what three songs it is? It, it, it it's exactly the songs that you think it is, probably. Yeah, with or without you is one of the ones. That's right. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, usually. I bet you got like a. I'm not gonna stop. Right. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't need to New Year's, do this again. Is it New Year's Day? Is that the name of the song? Yeah, that one's probably on there. They stink. You, you two stinks. In in fairness, though, this radio station will occasionally play Bad Company song, so it's fine. Yeah, they make up for it. I, 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 and we've talked about this, like, I will never not find the designation of U2 as a classic rock band, of, like, of disturbing. Because, like, like, I feel like classic rock should forever connote, like, stuff that, um, like, a dude who works at a drum shop would be into. Right, like... Right? And I will say, the vast majority of stuff that is played on the classic rock station seems like classic rock to me with the exception of U2 which just feels way too late and yeah. too sort of streamlined and different sounding and like if it's not if if if, if someone who calls Led Zeppelin he only calls them Zeppelin if he doesn't like it it should not be on the classic rock station he calls Sabbath Sabbath he calls Black Sabbath Sabbath he calls Led Zeppelin Zeppelin and he has no time for you too. No, we don't have time for you too either. No, that's a good point. Sorry, Bono is. Well, it's my fault. Bono is the stuff of Maybe nightmares, sh- but the wrong show, stuff oh, of he nightmares. Should show up in a nightmare though. He should show totally show up in the nightmare. I did write a short story once in which Bono had a, I believe, a a a cyborg eye implant. That's good. I like that. <laughs> oh no. Maybe with cyborg eye implants. Presumably, letting him look into your soul. No, he just no. He can. He lets him read your mind. There you go. 
Sure. I don't remember what he does in the short story that I wrote, so this is probably better. I would just be so annoyed if he showed up in a dream. Even a nightmare, I'd be like, oh, why is Bono here? Right, the nightmare is that he actually... Actually, you know what? All right, Bono is like your accomplice slash the sidekick that you don't want. He's just dogging your stuff. That might be too jokey. I like it, though. No, it's good. He can be there. Maybe he's who you're trying to get away from. Okay, maybe we should start with that. Um, let's see. Okay. We're, we're oh, I'm going to set the timer because yeah, we are now, we are uh, into act one. Okay. 15 minutes. Okay. Go. So you are, maybe let's say you're at, at the DMV with Bono. <laughs> yep. Work. Nailed the it. DMV with Bono at the BMV, the Bono motor vehicle. <laughs> the Bono Wait, the Bono of motor vehicles. There we go. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, let's see. You are... Oh, it can be like the waiting room we talked about before. So yeah. it's like... Oh, yeah. So I had this dream a few a few nights ago with a waiting room that was like where nothing ever happens or changes. So that's what the DMV is going to be like. Um, everyone looks decrepit. As if you could see the spider webs forming on them. God, I hate this already. You know it's bad when decrepit, spider-covered people seem more appealing than the person that you're with. Than Bono, yeah. Uh, Bono is talking your ear off. Oh, he's just like droning at you. About uh, Damien Hurst. Relieving third world debt and Damien Hurst. And those two subjects seem to sort of bleed together until you can't tell them apart. It quickly becomes just sort of low-level nightmare background noise. And the line just won't move. Yeah, there you go. Who even knows what you need at the DMV? It's something that you probably don't even understand. I think, yeah, you're holding like a form. Or like a bunch of forms, and they keep sort of falling out of your hands. And you you look at them, and and nothing really makes sense. Right, because it's hard to read in dreams. You think you can read them, and, and you think, actually, that it's not your... You you brought the wrong forms. You're pretty sure you brought the wrong form, yeah. You like And you, like, forgot your electric bill or whatever. Whatever dumb thing you need to prove to them that you are who you say you are. That's it. And let's say you bring the forms up to somebody who's... Like, an employee who's just, like, milling around, and it's like he can't hear you. Yeah, no, but nobody will make eye contact with you. But Bono follows you wherever you go. What are you not talking about now? Okay, so, so our goal, your goal now. Are we gonna uh, like try to get out of this DMV, basically? Yes, yeah. yes. You At some point, I think you just sort of decide that you are now outside the DMV, but you are inside the building in which the DMV is housed. Yeah, you you and it's like outside. a labyrinthine oh, yeah, basement thing. Could it be in a mall? Yeah. Yeah, you have to leave. Yeah, of, cor- of, of course the DMV is in the mall. Yeah. But this DMV is in a mall, and it is not clear how to get out. 
Bono is still here. <laughs> what should we be talking about now? Like, uh, oh god, his friendship with uh, Tony Blair. Yeah, there we go. Oof. His deep in friendship with former PM Tony Blair. This is definitely a nightmare. It's already so much less violent than I anticipated, but we'll kick up the violence at some point, I'm sure. That'll, it's that'll... it's interesting though because yeah. like this would definitely qualify as a nightmare and I was thinking earlier today about how for me it seems like certain forms of violence are more necessary to what makes a nightmare than say being afraid. Um, but I guess you could have a nightmare that's just super annoying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also use Fred, Fred in the chat's suggestion that uh, Bono is talking about how to use charities and offshore accounts to dodge taxes. That's yes. a really good one. Because that would make me really furious. Up, uh, and offshore <sighs> accounts tries to explain how to use them to dodge taxes. This makes you furious, but Bono just laughs. He just laughs. Just being haunted by Bono throughout this entire nightmare is like a pretty terrifying prospect. Yeah, I mean, I I wonder at some point if he's just going to become something else. Like, it'll oh, just yeah. become too much. No, yeah, he probably will have to become something else at some point. Oh, okay. Fred, if you're going to keep making suggestions, you might as well call in, buddy. Come on. Come on. You get one. Everyone gets one chat suggestion, and then you have to call in. Those, those are the rules. Is that fair, you think, Lauren? <laughs> I mean, sure. Okay, let's say um, this mall... Yeah, I, I just mostly don't know if I want to keep talking about Bono for the next 15 also, minutes. Should we work, like, fear of heights into this? Like, let's say there's, a there's like, a huge set of escalators in, like, the middle of the, um, what do you call it, like... I was going to talk about heights, course. actually. I was specifically going to talk about elevators, though. Because okay, I have a lot fair. of elevators in my dreams. Let's have a big, let's have a, a huge, like, glass elevator. Yeah. There's a huge... And you... In the middle of the... What would it call, we call it? Like the food court? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and maybe all the food is like like you're hungry, but you don't have a... You, don't have, you can't find your wallet. Sure. Just to decide. Sure. The food looks good, but you don't have your wallet. And that jerk won't like spot you a fiver. Bono has conveniently disappeared for the moment there you go okay so and then you 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 decide that the exit must be at the top of this like wherever the elevator leads you to right yes exit to the shopping mall is at the top i have a this elevator i actually have a specific image that goes along with getting to the top of the elevator okay why don't you, why don't you, uh... Which is that it turns out it doesn't actually put you outside at all. It actually takes you up onto this, like, sort of sky deck thing, and suddenly it's night. Okay. It leaves you at a sky deck. 
Which can like be enclosed in glass or not. Is it is it spookier if it's enclosed in getting glass or if it is like open air but you're way too high up to get down? Right. That that's sort of the question. Yeah, I, in in my version of the dream, it's it's walled off, but I think it's freakier if it's okay. if you're outside. You are on the top. Of like the, the view's nice, but this is just not where you want very to be. Tall building. The view is awe-inspiring but overwhelming I guess if it's awe-inspiring it probably is inherently overwhelming but that's fine let's just talk about what words mean tonight man let's do some word talk yeah forget this nightmare yeah, stuff screw it alright yeah and uh, keep, keep them suggestions coming guys but definitely call in if you feel like you can steer this in a more terrifying direction. Okay. And there's just like weird, decrepit patio furniture stuff around, weird. maybe. Like like rusted patio furniture. Oh, yeah. That way they yeah. get when like those poolside chaises Ew, like, did you rust underneath the white plastic. Way to nail the pluralization of, of shay. Chaise? Is that, is that right? Is that C-H-E-Z? That you probably about? wouldn't actually pronounce the S. At like the a end. Shea la- a chaise lounge, right? Okay, so there's, there's weird rusted for patio furniture laying around. Maybe it looks kind of twisted. Yeah, like if you sat on it, you would hurt yourself. Would hurt you if you sat on it. Is there like a is there like an empty pool there or something? Yes, love an empty pool. It's yeah. full of leaves, and there's like some weird puddle at the bottom. Bono has reappeared, and he is waxing poetic about, I don't know, like late stage, would he talk, would he talk about late stage capitalism? Is that a thing Bono would talk about? I feel like no. I mean, he's part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, George Soros, maybe? He'd be like talking about, about his friend George Soros. I assume they've hung out at some point, right? Like, I would bet money that there's a picture of Bono with his arm around George Soros. Or 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 uh, Warren, Warren Buffet. One of the two. We'll say Warren Buffett. Warren Buffet. Which, which is it? It's, it's Buffet, right? Man, this is horrifying. You can't remember... Remember... If it's pronounced Buffet or Buffet. Oh, and somehow it's really important. You ask Bono, but he is now talking about how Radiohead are overrated. This also makes you angry. All right. We got to have a change in scenery soon, right? I don't know, man. I feel like Bono is dragging us down here. Maybe you push him into the pool. Maybe you push him off the building. Oh, 
Oh, what if, what if we push him into the pool and then he, then you look down and he's disappeared? And you're afraid that you've, you've killed him. Or no, off the building's more. That's that's more... Uh, yeah, all right, let's do that. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I just got super mad. You shove Bono off of the... No, maybe... Who should he say is is overrated? He would be someone that we would get mad. We would be mad if he said the follower overrated. So let's, let's say that. Yeah, there we go. Overrated and Radiohead, I'd be like, yeah. all right, yeah, Bono, exactly. which like, records do you like? Right. And then we would like talk about it and then probably fight. But I feel like Bono is not listening to a single thing you're saying. Yeah, exactly. So then we just push him off the building. Rage. And are immediately overwhelmed by guilt and fear, right? You just killed a... a yeah, like, whoops. Oh, no. But of course, like, the first... Famous. Yeah, maybe the first thing you think is, like, I'm totally gonna go to jail for this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because now it's an escape thing, right? Because, uh... like... I'm not really sure that in a dream I would be like existentially regretful immediately. I think I Oh my god, I'm just a big jerk is what it is. I actually have that happen in dreams all the time. I feel guilty about things all the time in dreams. No, no, but like I'll get like, oh my god, someone's gonna come get me now and drag and like drag me off. Like that's my response is like I just don't want to get caught. See now, how are we gonna get off? How are we gonna get escape now? Well, the elevator is not there anymore. Ah, the elevator has disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe now you have to go down, like, a bunch of stairs. Yes. Like an emergency stairwell. And... The lighting is not very good. Maybe, maybe like, there's, there's, like, red... Like uh, alert li- alert lights flashing now. Oh yeah, they're coming yeah. to get you. Our red alert lights. I don't know what you call those. <laughs> We're calling them murder lights from now on. I guess someone's been murdered in the building. <laughs> Turn on the murder lights. Visual alarm is flashing light. Uh, okay, flashing. It is very hard to see, and you keep stumbling over. Over yourself. Uh, it is so hard for me to not just put ghosts everywhere. I don't dream about ghosts, but I just I'm always in ghost mode now. I've actually had a couple dreams um, where I've had like uh, dead relatives pop up. Like I had one with my my grandpa who had died like probably three or four years before that. What, was it was it like when Scully sees her dead father? Kind, no, kind of. Except I talked to him, which I don't think she talked to her dead dad. Right? He just was sort of sitting around. Is that right? Yeah, I think he just yeah. pops up just in, like, out. the armchair. Um, no, and I was like, Grandpa, didn't you die? Aren't you dead? He was like, no, it was my grandma. I'm sorry. It was my, it was my grandma. Uh, wait, wait. You, you straight up just, like, asked? Yeah, oh, yeah. I called him out. I was like, look, I'm calling you on your shit here, man. You're, you're a dead person. You can't be here. Um, and he was just like, yeah, I just came, came to see you or something like that. It was, it was, it was actually. Wow, of, and then did you push him off a building? Yeah, it was kind of sweet. It was, it, was, it, was, it was not terrifying. It was kind of just like... Uh, it's like, oh, good, nice, nice to see my grandma. My, uh, I think it was my grandma. I think it was. I'm pretty oh. sure. Hear that, guys? We're in the stairwell, and Act yeah. 1 has ended. This is not a good place for us to be. Okay. Okay, a reminder. Act 1 is done. Add us on Skype at Low Level Rage. 
send us a message so that you can call us or we can call you and you can tell us about your sweet nightmares so you can be part of this awesome nightmare that so far is mostly just Bono, which is kind of weird to Yeah, me. but luckily we, we got rid of him, so it's fine. Um, he may come back at some point. I'm not going to rule that out. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, well. That is a nightmare. Unkillable Bono. Right, just like creeping He's around, like, but like not even a ghost, just sort of a like weird Terminator. Oh, I hate it. Are we going to start Act 2 now? Are we good? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Boom. <clears throat> I'm going to say, so we're, we're, we're in the stairwell. I think maybe you realize that these stairs basically go on forever. So you got to get out of them. Yeah, like maybe the stairs, the doors at each floor have those little windows set in them, which you can see through, which you wouldn't be able to if it were a real emergency right. staircase. But you somehow realize that you're seeing the same thing over and over. Oh, yeah. Have a door at each level that is through. Some freaky plant or something. Tell that you are somehow descending to the same floor over and over. I was going to say that, like... There's a ghost, but I can think of at least like two East Asian horror films that use that trope. So oh, the one we were I would just be stealing it. Oh, okay. That is horrifying, though. I mean, but like, so it wouldn't be a ghost. It would be like a really ugly plant. Like in the stairwell? Or something. Yeah, whatever it is that you're seeing, like through the uh, door. There is, yeah. Oh, God. If it was a ghost, though. Maybe or it can, I mean, it can be a ghost. In my head, it's a ghost. It's like, uh, a, like a janitor. The same janitor. Okay, yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe a ghost or yeah, maybe not a ghost, but definitely tell. like freaky looking. Because a jan- janitor standing still. Like, maybe he should be like, like kind of like close enough for you to make out that it's the same guy, but, but kind of far away too. Maybe he gets closer every single time. Oh, God. Yeah. I hate that a oh, lot. Yeah, it's Oh, great. I don't yeah. like that at all. And he's... He's not looking at you until then all of a sudden his face is pressed against the glass. Yeah. Upon each descent. Finally, he has his face pressed against the glass. But he like, yeah, has has like no face or something. Is that too much? That's pretty good. We're like we're it. pretty we're pretty close to being in too much territory, but we gotta we gotta have our ghosts in here. Featureless face, we'll say. Yes. It's gotta be like like white, like like bright white, right? Yeah, like like not Shoot not face. any any sort of human looking thing. Oh, maybe you have to go back up at that point. What would you do? At that point, I feel like that's when you jump Ooh. jump over the railing. Or you punch the glass. Wow, that's a, that's a bold move, my yeah. friend. Well, I, and I should say, um, side note, uh, should I mention that, that, that dream that I had that was the freakiest dream? Just in, in the... Or should, I'll wait till afterwards. I'll wait till after this, this act. We can take a little, a little pause. Um, but yeah, 
so just side note, I tend to when something is is evil in a dream or bad, I will just fight it, like straight up fight it. He, yeah, you you have a lot of dreams. I feel. I I yeah. I mean, in real life, I'm a coward, but in my dreams, I'm very brave. So that's cool. I yeah, mean, I feel like good. that's a healthy way to relate to your own nightmares. Punch the glass. Okay. So you're basically just might. punching a ghost in the face. Yeah. I think that at that point the door should explode, but then the, the ghost disappears. Yeah, or yeah, it just sort of goes away. You don't hurt yourself. No. Though we're we'll get to that. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. So then where are you now? Do you go into the the hallway past this door? You think? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, okay. So you walk over the broken glass. Maybe you're in like an office building? Like a like a um uh And like no one's there. Yeah. Into an office. Like a ooh. Maybe there's like a like cubicles kind of going off in the distance, right? Sure. Like dark cubicles. An open floor office. Oh, also not related to anything. If anybody who is listening has ever died in one of their dreams, I want to hear about it. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll 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 pause for you to tell us about because I I think I've died in my dream once or twice. Ever. I have died in my dreams once. Yeah. And that is literally all I remember about that dream. Maybe you can't tell where the back wall is because it is too dark. But you suspect... And it's like 20,000 square feet. Yeah, exactly. It is nearly impossible to reach the end of the cubicles. Okay, so I say you like, you walk along the edge of the wall. Where there's like, um, you know, the fancier offices. Yeah, what are we, what are we trying to do at this point? Are we just sort of walking? I have an idea. Okay. So I think you, you're going to come across a single office where the light is on. Ooh. And there's someone waiting for you there. Because now you're going to be doing a job interview. Gross. <laughs> File this part of the dream under nightmares that are super boring. Yeah. No, because you got to have the boring stuff, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. The, the mundane nightmares. Like my 100,000 work anxiety dreams. Yeah. Oh, did I get the produce order right today? I realize that you are. Late for a important. Is what's better? Is it a job interview or a meeting? Because like I feel like it'd be good if you walk in and it's like a boardroom, and it's like the, you have to give the presentation dream. Yeah, I feel like that better. is That's much better. better because it is so much less important in a lot of ways. Right, but the anxiety is like out of proportion to. Yeah, because you're yeah. constantly worried that you're going to get fired. It's a tough economy out there, man. It's true. You want to be without a job. Late stage capitalism, man. I'm just going to keep saying that throughout the night. Just constantly? This is like... It was, it's it, going to start I'm, sounding like me, man. I'm doing sub, a subtle form of like... Uh, it's sort of like um, poor man subliminal messaging. 
the real nightmare is late stage capitalism. It's liminal Ooh. messaging, I guess, would be the right word for it, right? It's just messaging, messaging, yeah, more or less. Normal messaging. So anyway, late stage capitalism. Um, okay, so it's like uh, the sort of stereotypical long boardroom table with sort of uh wow what kind of fancy job do you have well in this stream you have a really fancy job right like have you you oh and you were like wearing all the wrong clothes exactly that's why it's that so that's like a long um there are identical men in suits gathered around a very long boardroom They'll call it a boardroom table. I don't know what else you call that. Conference. Conference table. table. Conference it's table. The, yeah. Fa- fancy people yeah. stuff. I don't know. I never see those. Um, maybe they're like not looking at you at the moment. They're like looking at. They are looking at a podium with no speaker. <laughs> I was going to say that they were looking at a body lying on the table, but that's a little. Ooh, Jump on the gun, maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe we can enter that, add that in a little bit. It could just appear at some. Point. But then it turns out it's really boring. Oh, it's Bono. Bono really appears <laughs> on the table. Bono's lying on the table. I was gonna say where it's like really boring, like it's a body, but then it turns out to be like a product of a. You think you an see, anatomical yeah. demonstration company? You think you see Bono's body? But then it's not. Well, the real Bono's nightmare table. is that you're still thinking about Bono. Yeah. Yeah. But. It is a uh, dummy for an anatomical. I'm going to butcher that. Nope, I didn't. Haha. <laughs> anatomical demonstration? Sure, yeah. Like for like um, your high school anatomy physiology class. You realize you are expected to give a presentation. You are wearing a bathrobe. Or just like me in my normal clothes. Yeah. And everyone's in a suit. You are wearing your weekend clothes. (laughs) Your fun pants. Yes. I'll put that in in parentheticals. Your fun pants. Fun pants is going to be capitalized. Trademark. And start sweating because you are grossly underdressed oh and also because it's super hot in there for some reason it is also incredibly hot and humid and you know nothing about anatomy and physiology you also realize that you know nothing about anatomy and physiology Yep. Okay. Good. I'm, my my spelling so far has been pretty good. Your spelling is not the nightmare tonight. No. But yeah, you know, you know, like some of the bones in your hand or whatever. Maybe you realize that like it becomes like a like a giant version of um, Operation, the board game. Yes. You approach the <laughs> dummy and realize that it is part of a giant, like a life size version. Right, there's like a giant pair of tweezers hanging from the ceiling. This this music is actually pretty spooky. You're right. This is a good call, Lauren. Yes, the bed music is 
courtesy of the soundtrack to Ghost in the Shell. Okay. Um, so there is Oh, maybe one of the one of the suited dudes. That's not that's fine. Stick with that for now. Hands you an oversized tweezer. So it's like super unwieldy, you know? Yeah, it's like a pair of garden shears. Or or like I was imagining something even bigger. Like you have to like wrap both your arms around oh, it. Yeah, good. Too big even to hold comfortably. Though maybe yeah, maybe that's getting into like size comedy territory. That's fine. This is sort of like it's sort of like the uh the video for Tom Petty's yeah, Tom Petty had some weird Alice in Wonderland video. I can't remember what the song was for, but it, it horrified me as a child because there's a part in the video. I know I'm cutting into our, our time here, where Alice, played by some blonde lady, is lying on like a table and they cut into her and pull a cake slice out of her. Is that from Is that from Alice in Wonderland? Is actually in the the book. Do they cut up? Alice Not and, that I recall. And, and, and eat her. Because that freaked me out as a child. I did not like that even a little bit. I think I was actually... No, I don't approve of that at all. I was actively afraid of Tom Petty for a couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love love that as a response. He's going to eat you. Petty's a cannibal and a murderer, apparently. Let let it be known, Tom Petty is a cannibal and a murderer. I don't care who I slander tonight. Yeah, we're into it. Just I'll everybody. I'll it's write all... it down and commit libel. I don't care. Ooh. Well, the big time. Legal lesson for you uh, law fans out there. All right. So what happens when you uh, when you get the tweezer? So I wanted this is something that I have wanted to bring up. Okay. From the beginning, which is that something that I'm realizing is that a lot of my dreams have this sort of programmatic video game element or oh, yeah. or, or game sequence element sure where and i've told you about a couple of these um you will be trying to accomplish a task and you have to do it within a certain time frame or you are murdered oh, or you're doing on. a certain task and if you do it wrong you are murdered okay and in my dreams always, um, the way this will go is that I know that my death is impending. And so then the sequence will reset itself and then I will try it again. Okay, and this well, just goes on and on and on. That your life depends on successfully. Right. So this seems like a perfect moment to. Uh, be dummies, gallbladder. Or right. Is that too funny? Maybe a better, a better like symbolic thing would be like it's heart. Or it could just be it could just be something like spleen. Non threatening. Appendix? Appendix. Sure, why not? Also, I kinda want the whole thing to just turn into like a, an operating table now. Like all of a sudden you're you're in a hospital. Right. Right. Because like now it's kind of quasi a real person, yeah. except for the element of you being killed if you fail. Does it ever is it ever specific like what the the like means of your death will be? Like the I had one where I think they drown you in the river and then I had one last night actually. Oh no. Oh. That's okay. Not, it's time for anything. act 3. Should we play some music you think? Yes, and then a little cliffhanger. Okay. 
I'll tell you what happened in my nightmare last night right. after we come back. Cool. All right, so we'll play, we'll play a bit of music. We'll be back in a bit. It's going pretty good so far. I think we got a pretty uh, solid, terrifying dream going. Sl- slash super annoying. Oh, yeah, it's more... Which I like. The Bono part was more annoying than anything, really. It's good, because I was imagining that this might turn, like, very quickly into just a horror show mm-hmm. and didn't want that to happen. No, no, of course, yeah. So. All right, so we'll, we'll play some musics, and uh, we'll be back in a Guys, little you should get ready to call in after the break. Yep. Callers are good. Talking is good, too, but callers are... Call- I don't want to say better. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, let's do it. Hey guys. Hello. Welcome back to Low Level Rage. What did we hear? Uh, that was Zela or Zella, one of the two. X E L A, that's how it's spelled. With uh, a floating procession. Off of the 2006 record, The Dead Sea. And before that was uh, Burial with uh, Spacescape. Featuring the artist Space Ape. So it's Spacecape featuring Space Ape. Which I think is a spooky song. That guy's got a spooky voice. Pretty clever, guys. Yeah. I think that's from his self-titled one. Uh, so, yeah. Some spooky songs for a spooky show. Methinks. All right. I'm just going to keep making terrible ghost noises in the background. The funny thing is, if a, if a ghost actually made that noise, I'd be like... It would be comical. It's not, it's not a, that's not effective. Like, what are you doing? Got like, something in your throat, throat ghost? Here, let me try, a, let me try like a better ghost noise. Like, yeah, I know. You sound like that ghost in the grudge, man. That's, that's freaky. Good, right? That's a pretty good ghost noise. Ghost to make that weird <laughs> clicking noise, totally. too? Someone should hire me to just make ghost noises. Oh, yeah. That... I don't like it. Don't like any, any kind of like weird wet noise, also? I like a wet ghost. Yeah, mashing a spoon around in a grapefruit noise. Like you've got like a like a ghost is like toothless. Somehow, like not having teeth makes a ghost scarier. I don't know why. Ah, it'll gum you to death. It would take a really long time. <laughs> like it. 
<laughs> Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're in the middle of, of building a nightmare. Um, just now, or, or do you want to do you want to uh, tell your? I was about to tell yeah. the second the second dream in recently that I have had in which a game scenario was running, and if you fail, you die. Last night, in fact. Check out how great this music transition is. I was having a dream in which some kind of game program was running. Oh, no. Oh, no. I got cocky. Oh, hubris. Hubris got me. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Lauren. (sighs) Good try. What would happen was that basically a virus would take over your operating system, by which I mean you, and you would become immobilized, and then this rogue program would pour acid over various structurally important things, and then you would fall into a giant pit. And if you were too slow, it would catch you and your friends in this program and you would be paralyzed while you watched them fall into a huge pit and then it would start over again this is like a kind of a i have no mouth but i must scream type situation almost yeah it was pretty bad yeah what i will say though is that i woke up this morning and thought oh i had a nightmare and i have to remember it because i need to talk about it tonight which was kind of a fun yeah way of dealing with it normally i just sort of like shove them back into like the whatever pillowcase they came out of i will i will also uh, quickly tell mine that we we talked about um so like when i was uh, growing up in my parents house they had this uh stained glass work by my grandfather who did a lot of stained glass stuff and it's sort of abstract but to me it always looked like kind of like a monster face as a child um, it just has really like a weird like black nose and weird like long purple hair and it creeped me out, it creeped me the hell out. Um, That's creepy. Yeah, it was real creepy. Like I don't think I, it was something where like I look at it now, I'm like, oh, well, I can remember feeling that it was a terrifying monster face, but that seems sort of silly now. Um, but I think that that's the basis for this dream where I was um, I think more of an adult. This was several years ago, but I, I was an adult, I believe, and in my my parents' kitchen. Uh, it was dark outside. And I, I look outside and I realize there's like something evil outside. I don't really, I can't really see it. I just kind of sense it. Like I know it's there. And so being me, I of course flip it off and say something horrible. Like flipping off a, yeah. a, a demon is really, that's the right response, right? It's like, first of all, that the demon will know what that means. I mean, whatever. It's either going to eat you. So you might as well be defiant or it's going to eat you. I'm going to go down. So whatever. Go down, go down with my middle fingers held high and so i flipped it off and as soon as i flipped it off all of the doors in the house slammed at the same time and i could hear my mother and sister screaming somewhere and then i woke up and i was i was terrified yeah i mean that's pretty bad in retrospect maybe flipping off the demon was not actually the thing you were supposed to do don't antagonize a demon run away or 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 give him a quick hail satan maybe he'll let you go Right, like offer up a little, yeah. little mini blood sacrifice. Hey, we'll make a deal here, demon. You, are you like a deal making demon? We can work something out. I can give you two pints. Don't just, don't just, you know, don't be rude to demons. Basically, is what I learned from that dream. So okay, um, 
I am going to start act three, okay. but we're going to compress it like time compresses yeah. in nightmares. Ten minutes, go. Okay. So we're in. So we can condense all this now into if you don't do operation right, you get murdered. Yeah. We're in an operation, uh, operating room. You know the consequences for failure to complete whatever surgery you're performing. The consequence is death. And we can basically fast forward over the part where it takes you four or five tries to get it right yeah. and you know that you're about to die each time, but then it resets because yeah, okay. that's just the inside of my head. Get it. You die each time, but it resets. Okay. So eventually, does it just... What happens? You, you do it. You, do you it either right. do it right or just like you just move on. Yeah. Okay. We could give us a small triumph. We could do it yeah, right. Yeah, sure. You successfully, you finally successfully remove the spleen. Right. And then you hold it up and it's a real spleen. But you don't really know what a spleen looks like. So it's just sort of a gross blob. Yeah. Is a real spleen. <laughs> hmm. Who should the should the patient be? Bono. <laughs> Did you just say Bono Bono's doesn't life? have organs <laughs> though, right? Yeah, he's a he's robot. Yeah, now right, he's, he's be, like his cyborg eye has taken over yeah. his entire body. Let me see what should happen now. Bono comes in and eats the spleen. Maybe it turns out that it's like your your dad or your mom that you're operating on. Did you save them? I think they just wheel them away. Yeah, they just go yeah. out. I have had lots of anxiety dreams about yeah. my my mother on your mother being in in danger or being killed because I grew up in a single parent family. Before you know what happens to your mommy, they wheel her away. Someone grabs the, sp the spleen away from you. The recently... I would say the spleen. Like, presumably... Puts it in a cooler. Many people are worried about their caregivers or parents in dreams. So now you have to try to figure out what happens to your mom, right? That's the that's the turn Right, yeah. right. The, the, but, like, for, for me, it always had the, the flavor of a single-parent family, and I remember having, like many fears as a child that like my mother would also die um and like trying to figure out how i would survive as like a 13 year old okay so now you're trying to find your mom but ever yeah everybody you know okay your mother your mother many people care, care about their i'm gonna keep saying your mommy families that's weird that's, i don't know well, that's my choice that's weird i'm the one writing don't don't uh you know what they're my words oh <laughs> You can have them. Mommy is my word for mommy. I don't know whose nightmare this is, but it might be mine. <laughs> now you need to locate your mommy. So you leave the operating room. And find yourself in a... Well, it's a hospital, right? You're in a hospital now. Obviously. 
hospital. Sure. A hallway stretches off in the distance in either direction. The lights are blinding. Are you, are you wearing scrubs? What are you wearing now? I never see my clothes in dreams. They're just sort of okay. things. That's yeah, fair. Because, like, if you were in scrubs, right, you'd be less of a charlatan than you are. Right, good point. Okay. So let's say you take off. You think you hear a noise to your right and take off running in that direction. Your mom could be abducted by some sort of terror organization. That happened to my mom in a dream once. It feels like you are running through molasses as if it is impossible to make any progress. That happens. That's like a, that's like a, everyone knows that dream problem. Yes. Getting somewhere is possible. Okay. So it's like trying to read in dreams. It's like all suspect the stuff they talk about in that movie, waking life. Suspect your mommy has been abducted by terrorists. I'm not going to stop doing it. I'm sorry. Sometimes the, the rage is directed to me. This is how it goes. Okay, so what do you do? You uh, you have to get out of this hospital, I assume. Or is she in somewhere in the hospital still? What thinks you are? I might just have her be killed because I can't handle the weird jokey tone of the di- weird diminutive... <laughs> Um, you I, I have some like my my worst nightmares are centered around stuff like this. So like it's I'm not into this very much. OK, good. Then we'll move on. Hmm. So we have to get out of here then. We have to find out. For me, usually this would be where the dream ends okay. also. So like this should just take another turn. OK, you have to find for sure. So you finally locate the stairs. Ooh, maybe you go back in, in the stairwell and it's the same stairwell as before. And that janitor is still there being freaky. But now he's mad at you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's terrifying. You turn and... Which is a weird concept because ghosts are always super pissed, right? Sometimes, at you, sometimes they're usually. Neutral. Sometimes they're just, they're just hanging out. I mean, like... Mm, mostly they got some kind of beef off in the distance if you're the protagonist they probably have a beef with you you can tell that he is furious the ghost janitor why is he a ghost janitor i mean i know he's a ghost but janitor was a weird choice i will say janitor was a weird choice because ghost janitor does not sound like the most intimidating thing I've totally seen another East Asian horror film in which there is a ghost janitor, though, I believe. Maybe I should say ghost custodian. That's more ghost maintenance engineer. Though we could probably play this game all night since I have many ghost facts. You do. You can verify the verisimilitude of our ghost problems. 
Uh, all right, so I just typed, you can tell that he furious. Not how that should go. He furious. Also, see, the nice thing about like a janitor, say, with his mop bucket is that there's lots of like water-related nightmare stuff. Mm. Like you could slip in a puddle or you could slip in a puddle, but suddenly it is a pool and you have fallen into it. Maybe the maybe the the stairs are wet. The stairs are wet, and you wet from his spectral mop, and you start <laughs> falling down. Oh down. no! Are you falling down the stairs? Which I've had dreams about that. I think. Uh, yeah, that's. I feel like that's a classic. Probably. That's not good. I've done that too. I did that fairly recently, actually. The stairs seem turn into a slide maybe? yeah because like the yeah, weirdest part is that yeah. i feel like you don't get hurt from that no. you're just sort of like oh this is uncomfortable like being in a washing machine full of tennis balls are unharmed but unable to stop yeah there we go maybe you can fall into a pool down at the bottom splash the stairs take you the stairs land you in a body of water we'll say for now i have a under a body of water specific image perfect it's not very nice um well you know it's a nightmare so in which yeah this is a, this is a this is a real one you're somehow walking along now on the on the floor of this body of water and there are these they're like a cross between trees like in a forest and giant kelp so, so the, the the plants there are plants they're plants they're like big plants giant plants and they're like sort of underwater plants but sort of real plants oh god they cross between trees and kelp you said yes and this is the end of this act another cliffhanger yeah that's, that's cool so you find yourself there and act four begins I should, I, I should remind everybody. Yes. If you want to call in, contact us, us being Lauren and Tim, at Low Level Rage, all one word, on Skype. And then we will call you and you can talk on talk about nightmares and stuff. I still really wish that I knew if anybody had dreams in which they died. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like that's something that I, I remember hearing when I was younger, before we started Act 4, that it's impossible to die in a dream. But I know it's happened to me. I know I've like it's faded to black. Right. If you die in the oh. Matrix, you die in real life. Right. And I'm still here. I'm pretty sure. Dun dun dun. Or maybe are I'm you? Not. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I think I'm alive. Ugh. This is a Philip K. Dick story. I feel like we have straight up driven so many people away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a. Uh... This is some some some. Spooky shout out to Callie and guest. Yeah. Shout out to to our two listeners. <laughs> The brave. The this brave is this us. is our nightmare. Yeah, that's fine. I don't. I don't care. I'm Not. I'm. I'm joking. Yeah. Actually. Okay. No. But what you see at the beginning of Act Four is that there are a bunch of dudes who have been hanged. Oh my god. From the trees. So this, they're underwater. In this underwater forest. You have been hung from the trees in this underwater forest. Maybe it should be the 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 businessmen from earlier. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 
Because the other part of this is that there are some like rogue vigilante slash like bent cops roaming around and they start chasing you. Oh, it's chasing out good. There are maybe they should be they should be the terrorists. Vigilantes slash rogue cops. I did not spell vigilantes correctly. I missed the end. It's okay. You've got you've got a lot going on. <sighs> Doing pretty good though. Okay. Um, perhaps your mommy's kidnappers roaming between the bodies they begin to chase you so you have to like swim away basically you can like walk I mean, oh, maybe that's related to the th- fact that you're always underwater, right? Or, like, always in molasses when you're running. Yeah. Huh. I'm going to say, though, maybe you can swim to the surface of the water. And they've got, like, scuba gear on or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the actual sequence that this dream is taken from, you just suddenly aren't, aren't underwater anymore. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. Suddenly, okay, we'll do that. That makes it easier. I feel like my brain gets lazy. Oh, yeah. And just chop stuff out. You are no longer underwater, but they begin to chase you. Okay. All right. All right. So, so, yes. Here we go. Um, where do you run to? That's the real question. Where are you running to? What are you running from, right? These weird cop dudes. Yeah. But where are you running to? Away. I have no idea. Okay, good point. All right. I can't, yeah, and I I am not good at providing help in this particular circumstance because most of my neighbors are just like, away. Away is enough. Okay. Ooh, I can bring this up. This is a good setting I had. Actual setting in in my dreams uh, that I've had a a few years ago. Yeah, do it. Uh, I had a dream where Chicago had sunk two miles underneath the surface of the earth. Maybe you should realize that's where you are. Yes, love it. Yeah, you suddenly... Seems like a good place for a pursuit. ...that you are in Chicago, but it has sunk two miles below the surface of the Earth. Ooh, good. I like it. How is it lit down there? How do you see? Lava. Seriously? Yep. That's awesome. There are lava rivers lighting up the cavern that contains what remains of the Windy City. (laughs) R.I.P. Chicago. (laughs) R.I.P. As I recall in the dream, there were like, there are sort of like drone-like mole men walking around in lines. Okay. Who pay no attention to you. Okay. So maybe you can like hide among them. Yeah. Neutral. To hide among these mole people. I'll say mole people. That's that's more. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Mole, I hope I accidentally wrote mold people. Which is really mole funny. Mole people is actually kind of better than mole people. We're going to go with that. Mold people. Yeah. The entire cavern stinks of decay. Yeah. Spores. Yeah. Deadly spores, to quote the esteemed David Cronenberg. <laughs> Callie in the chat just asked, uh, what, 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 what are or what were the mole men's mommies doing? I did not consider this during the dream. Perhaps they are simply part of the line. Yeah, I think they're probably part of it. Everyone's just in line. 
Maybe that's what family structures look like for mold people. I think as I recall, they were like walking into, they walk, yeah. The mold people, mold people, mold people <laughs> keep walking into and out of the streams of lava. I think that's what happened. Oh my goodness. And they don't, they are not incinerated? Nope. Cool. We are fascinated by this, but are still being pursued by the cops slash vigilantes. Miss, miss the N again. I keep missing the N in vigilantes. I know there's an N there. You Vigilates. Am I spelling vigilantes wrong? I bet I am. No, that's correct. That's right. Okay, good. I wonder... So, because in my, in my dream, these cops were shooting at me. Yeah. They could explode a mold person. It would be very Ooh, sad. Yeah, they have the cops... Cops slash vigilantes slash terrorists are shooting at you. They hit an innocent mold person who explodes. And suddenly, ooh, and then suddenly all the mold people turn at you. Oh no, it's your fault for bringing. Oh no, and they approach you. As if they are going to cover over you and suffocate you. Maybe they pick you up, turn to you. Mold serving? Thinking you are the culprit. They pick you up and begin carrying you towards the lava. All right? Huh? Oh, no. What will you do? You can escape. You have no choice. But to punch your way out of this. <laughs> like George Harrison and help. Kind of punch your way out of the situation. Did I ever tell you about that, Lauren? In no. In the Beatles movie Help, George Harrison has like a badass scene where he, he has to punch a bunch of dudes out. That's cool. To save the rest of the Beatles, I believe. I, I'm into that. I'm, I'm glad that it was him. The joke being that he is the most peace-loving of all the right. Beatles. Right. Other than John, who is more vocal, but also was a slime ball. So I don't think it really counts. He was like, he was real, you know, I don't like war, but also was a creep. So I don't think it counts. Yeah, not a fan. No. You're Though yeah. I have a hard time imagining the esteemed creator of At Elephant Foot really punching anyone. No, I don't think, I could see Ringo having never hit a dude in his life. Um, other than hitting some sweet paradiddles on his snare drum oh right all right so okay so people explode around you oh my goodness now you are the culprit yeah maybe you start crying while this happens right you like feel bad about this right you've got horrible and man you feel horrible immediately you feel immediately guilty but this is like real guilt. This isn't like the far, cops are going to get me for murdering that far scumbag. Worse than the guilt for we didn't really defend defenestrate Bono for there was no window. Oh no, yeah, um, for offing Bono. <laughs> but manage to make your way to a huge stone arc. Like a, you know, like a, an arc entrance, right? Sure. Yeah. 
that leads to, to a gradual incline. I should mention that, that there's like ruined skyscrapers all around you throughout this. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, at this point in my dream is where you get shot in the chest, but that would make Act 5 really complicated. Uh, ruined skyscrapers. So we don't have to do that. And twisted L lines. Yeah. All around you. Cool. Good. I will say, in, in all honesty, the Chicago, uh, underground Chicago dream was actually not a nightmare. <laughs> I just thought it was really cool. I was like, oh, this is, this is neat. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because I, I, it was like... I didn't do it. It wasn't my fault. It just happened. So you gotta make the best with the, you know, make it make make lemonade out of out of lemons and all that, right? Quick, you gotta decide what to do, or we're gonna get shot in the chest. Okay. Um, perhaps the mold you got people, twenty seconds. The mold people have also surrounded the cops slash vigilant. I'm just gonna say CBT for cops, vigilantes, terrorists, and carried them off. They consume them in fire. There are mold guts, mold people guts everywhere. Okay. The end of Act Four. I think we're going to take another music break, perhaps? Does that sound like a good idea to you? Yes. All right. Stay tuned, Callie, for Act Five. And guest. I think that might be us. That might be us. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I think we might be the ones listening to, to, uh, yeah. It's all right. Let's go good. It's spooky. It's a spooky dream. Nightmare. Spooky nightmare. All right. So we're going to play a few songs. We'll be back in a bit. Um, and Enjoy. Welcome back to the Nightmare Show. <laughs> I can't even do it. That's not, that's more of a gross voice than a spooky voice. Right. Welcome back to the Nightmare Show. What was that? I don't know. Like weird. It's like it's like tiny tiny Gollum. What if Gollum was was hand sized? You could fit in your hand. Or, or or a ghost. Or a ghost. Yeah. Um. What did we hear? Oh yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Um. We heard Kim Tak Building, that's the artist, with The Axe in the Swamp, that's the song. Off I of assume, the... I assume. Yes, I the 2006 record, In the Forest, In the Field, they are a great Were they from act again? from China. China? Okay. Um, the record's really good, and no one listens to it, so... And then we heard, before that, uh, The Kinks, uh, with Wicked Annabella from Village Green Preservation Society. And songs about a witch. Witches are spooky. QED. At the end, it tells you don't don't look up in the sky because then Wicked Annabella uh, will send little demons to take you away, basically. That'd be a bummer. Children who are good should always go to sleep at night because Wicked Annabella is up in the sky hoping they will open their eyes. It's pretty creepy. It's a good song. All right, so we're, don't approaching, do it, guys. we're approaching Act 5 of this the, I don't know, is it an ideal nightmare? No. No. Something? 
Nightmare stuff. Nightmare stuff. Nightmare stuff. The stuff of nightmares. Definitely a nightmare. Yes. Maybe not the only nightmare. And there's a lot about Bono in that that (laughs) one. It's it's just about Bono. Bono. Are we ready yeah, for Act 5? I think we're ready, yeah. Let's do it. Okie dokie. Let's go. So I'm going to say... All right, so now we're in this right. uh, this like incline. We just had encountered the mold people. I'm going to go back and call them mold people, because mold people doesn't really make any sense. I like mold, mold people better. I keep saying mold when I mean to say mole and vice versa. The thing I like about mold people, though, is when they explode, it's like just sort of oh, a fine yeah. dust no, right. that gets bad. everywhere. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. So I like it, though. I, I, I you know, I get why moles are cool. Um, okay. So now you're, you're like, you've gone through this huge stone arc entrance, this ancient Stark. Stark? Stark? Yes. This, it, it struck me as, as under, a slightly odd word choice, too, except for that's exactly the right word. Stark stone arc entrance. That's a really hard... That's like a tongue, a tongue twister. Yeah, a huge stark stone arc entrance. Huge stark stone arc entrance. Huge stark stone arc entrance. Huge stark like stone arc entrance. Actually, I'm kind of nailing it. Doing fun. Song title. Yeah, it's like a Guided by Voices song. Um, <laughs> uh, and then you're on like a dirt... Like a, a rock on a dirt slash rocky, a dirty rocky path. It gets steeper and steeper. Oh no, and you go slower and slower. And you go slower and slower. You suspect that the mold people are pursuing you. Wait, they can leave ruined Chicago lava? Yeah, they can. <gasps> or, or, but you, but it is too dark. Oh, no, that's even worse. Tell. <laughs> there are little lights behind you, following little fires. You can hear scuffling noises, but can't tell if it's the mold people or just cave noises. <laughs> I don't know is that a thing? Like. Yeah, sure. I and mean, there are little fires bobbing in the background. Ooh, 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 can't tell if it's mole people or just your own footsteps echoing back at you. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what were you saying? I'm sorry. I cut you off. There are little fires moving in the background. Oh, sure. There are little fires moving. You don't know what they are, what size they are, or how far away they are. We gotta change, gotta change the scenery soon, right? We need to flip it up. Um, and then you stumble across some train tracks. Ooh, okay. Is it still dark though, or it's like light enough to see that there's train tracks? Sure. You stumble. You can see what they are across some train tracks. It is just light enough to tell what they are. So then you hear a train approaching? Sure. Okay. You hear, well, you think you do. I think you hear a train approaching. So you are now stuck 
between. Uh, are you stuck on the tracks then, or what? What happens now? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, maybe there's a maybe there's a platform. You struggle to get off the tracks and just make it right right platform and then you get on the train like nothing happened yeah. before the train hits you so let's say you get on the train just like that way that nightmares have of suddenly everything's fine kind of should, should bono be the uh oh god the, the conductor <laughs> but he doesn't acknowledge you this time yeah. he just has the same face but it's clearly a robot at this point. Bono is the conductor, and you realize that he is unkillable and that you cannot escape him. He's actually an, <laughs> an avatar of the train. Yep, yep. Bono. It's like the U2 Express. It's one with the train, the train, the train, the train. Um, so the, what song should we be playing on, on the, uh, the PA system? With or without you? With or without you. On loop forever, yeah. but it's like some weird it's remix. Incessantly on the train's PA system. Oh my god. Bono. <laughs> Bono is reciting a list of every single person who purchased the single for With or Without You. And thanking them personally. I don't know why that popped in my head, but it's pretty good. He does not acknowledge you because you did not purchase that yeah, single. Yeah, it is implied that he that you you that you have sinned <laughs> by failing to purchase said single. <laughs> This is somehow much worse than this, everything that happened in the middle. This is your punishment. God, I almost want to end it now. It's so good. Oh, right. The, the train just goes for ever. Some indeterminate amount of time. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Ooh, you realize that the train is perpetually circling the earth. Oh, like that movie Snowpiercer. Yeah. Except nobody else is on it. It's just you and Bono, and he will not speak to you. And There's somehow that's no more annoying than the first act. Train, but you and Bono, you try to reach the front of the train, but there is no, uh, what would you call the engine room? There is only car after car. Yeah, and after a certain point, you circle around and, and realize that it's a circle. It's encircling the globe. Yeah, yeah. The train is literally circling the globe. Wait, wait. So the train is like the size of the Earth? Like, do you eventually yeah. circle around and you see Bono again? Yeah, yeah. And he is still talking. I don't think you ever see him. You just you just hear his voice. Oh, no. Yeah. I was hoping we could, like, try to him. bonk him on the head or something. Or Evidently maybe, maybe not. Maybe you see him. I'm trying to think. What, what's better that you fight Bono at the end? Yeah, maybe we should have like a moment of victory at the end of this, right? 
Oh, I usually just wake up at some point. Yeah, yeah. You imagine that... Maybe your moment is victory is that you just eventually get off the train. The size is as as long as the Earth's cir- circumference. Would that be it? Yes. Circumference. Let's see if I spell that right. Yep. Wow, my spelling has been so good. Except for unkillable. I didn't, I didn't get that right. And vigilantes. Yeah. I, I, got, I, got I have the, trouble with EA elision pairings. I, how do, is unkillable even a word? <sighs> Microsoft Word thinks that many things are not yeah. words that are words. God. Do not take this as product placement. No. It's a terrible program. Microsoft Word. Microsoft Word is like the... Uh, it's, it's like the... Uh, oh, what's a good... Like Amtrak of... Amtrak's fine, though. Hey, Amtrak's fine. I like Amtrak. Oh, it's a good... Oh, God. This is our nightmare. We have 90 right? seconds. 90 seconds. Oh, what's going to okay. happen? You finally manage, but no. You maybe find, you just maybe yeah. you just fling yourself from the train. Think, yeah, yeah. There you go. As a consequence, you realize the only way out is to fling yourself from the train. As you fall. Oh my gosh! And like you're in a mountain range, so you have you have a long way to go. You fall, yeah. Maybe, I, mean, I was just gonna say you fall into a, like a, like a, a black pit. Sure, that works too. As you fall into what seems to be a bottomless pit, you <laughs> regret only never appreciating the genius of Bono. No way. You too. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that is the greatest. Night. That's a lie. You regret nothing. <laughs> you regret you yeah, you you feel like you feel light. Nothing. And you've escaped that an awful robot man. Only perfect hatred. <laughs> for Bono. <laughs> and his stupid wraparound shades. They're super bad. Not and, good. And then you wake up. Now your alarm goes off and you have to go yep. to work. Nailed it. Yeah, nailed that. We nailed that. I regret nothing, Bono. You hear me? Yeah, I don't I don't regret anything at all. Yeah, okay. So let's do a quick summary of, of, of the dream, shall we? Ninety minutes of Bono. Yeah. Four minutes of people dying. Do you want to take act one or should I do it? I can do it. Ugh, I don't even want to think about Act One. It I'll makes do, me I'll so sad. It's fine. You love it. You love the Bono problem. You, you are at the DMV with Bono. Everyone looks decrepit, as as if you can see the spider webs forming on them. Bono is talking your ear off about re- relieving Third World Debt and Damien Hurst, and those two subjects seem to bleed together until you can't tell them apart. It becomes low-level background noise, indecipherable. You're holding a bunch of forms; they keep falling out of your hands. Nothing makes sense. You're pretty sure you brought the wrong forms, in fact. You bring the forms up to an employee who's milling around, and it's like he can't hear you, like he looks right through you. Bono follows you wherever you go. You give up and leave, try to go outside. This DMV is in a mall, shopping mall, and it's not clear how to get out. Bono's still here. He's now talking about his deep friendship with former Prime Minister Tony Blair. He brings up charities and offshore accounts and tries to explain how to use them to dodge taxes. This makes you furious, but Bono just laughs. 
There is a huge glass elevator in the middle of the, of the food court. The food looks good, but you don't have your wallet. Bono has conveniently disappeared for the moment, though. You decide that the exit to the shopping mall is at the top of this elevator. You get in the elevator and go to the top. It leaves you at a sky deck, and it, it is the middle of the night. You are on the top of a very tall building. The view is both awe-inspiring and overwhelming. There is weird, rusted patio furniture laying around. It looks kind of twisted, like it would hurt you if you sat on it. There's an empty pool full of leaves, and there's a brown puddle on the bottom. It's disgusting. Bono has reappeared now, and he's waxing poetic about his good friend Warren Buffett. You can't remember how if it's, if it's pronounced buffet or Buffett, and this is infuriating. You, uh, you ask Bono, but he is now talking about how the fall are overrated and tuneless. This also makes you angry. So you shove Bono off the building in a rage and are immediately overwhelmed by guilt and fear, mostly fear. Your first thought is, they're going to catch me and I'm going to jail. The elevator has seemingly disappeared, but there is an emergency stairwell. There are red alert lights flashing and it's very hard to see. Keep stumbling over yourself trying to get down the stairs. Act two, you realize that you're descending to the same floor over and over, and each time you realize this only because there is a janitor who is in the hallway, and he moves closer every time you descend another floor until finally his terrifying ghost face is pressed against the glass. So you punch out the window because you're awesome. Mm -hmm. Door explodes. The ghost is gone. You walk into this office building. It's like 20,000 square feet. There's cubicles everywhere. Nobody is there except for in a single office where you realize that you're super late for an important meeting. Many people in suits waiting for you. You're just dressed like you. It's horrifying. On the table, a dummy that you mistake for Bono. It is not Bono. Then all of a sudden, you realize you're supposed to talk about anatomy and physiology, which you know nothing about. It's super hot. You are sweating. It is gross. Wait. Oh, no. It's a life-size version of Operation. I called it anatomy. It's Operation. I know. She knew. One of the suited dudes hands you this like comically oversized pair of tweezers, except it's not comical because if you don't get it right, you die. And it's an operating room. And the game is on. Okay. So you know you, you know the consequences for failure to complete the surgery you're performing. And now it seems like it must be for real because you're in an operating room. The consequence is death. It takes you four or five times, and you die at the end of each failure. It, the whole situation resets. Once you finally successfully remove the body spleen, you suddenly realize that it is a real spleen, not merely a game. And you realize you were operating on your mommy. Before you know what happens to your mommy, they wheel her away. Someone grabs the spleen away from you and puts it in a cooler. And then they disappear. Now you need to locate your mother. I'm going to let, let Lauren... Uh, I'm going to be merciful and not say that again. So you leave the operating room and you find yourself in a hospital. A hallway stretches off in the distance in either direction. The lights are blinding. You think you can hear a noise to your right and take off running in that direction but it feels like you're running through molasses, as if it's impossible to make any progress. You suspect your mother has been abducted by terrorists, but you realize that she may already be dead. But you have to find out for sure. You finally locate the stairs and realize that it's the same, it's the same stairwell as before. You turn, and the, the glass door is back, and the, the ghost janitor is far off in the distance. You can tell he's furious. You suddenly realize the stairs are wet from his spectral mop, and you start falling down them uncontrollably. The stairs seem to turn into a slide, so you are unharmed but unable to stop. 
The stairs land you in a body of water. You are somehow walking along the, the floor of this body of water. There are giant plants that resemble a cross between trees and kelp. And you look up at the beginning of Act 4 and realize that many men have been hanged from the trees. They are the businessmen from your failed presentation. They have been hanged by questionable vigilantes slash bent cops who are now pursuing you. No longer underwater. Suddenly you realize that you are in Chicago, but it has sunk two miles below the surface of the earth. Lava rivers light up the cavern that contains what remains of the Windy City. Mold people per proceed in lines, pay no attention to you. You attempt to hide among them. The whole place stinks of decay. Many ruined skyscrapers, twisted L lines all around you. The mold people are not affected by the streams of lava, which is fascinating, except for still being chased and shot at. And they shoot a mold person who explodes. And the mold people turn on you, thinking that it is all your fault, which it kind of is because you ran in here in the first place. They're not wrong. So they pick you up, and they begin carrying you towards the lava because they're going to chuck you in there. So you got to punch your way out. Mold people exploding everywhere. You feel super bad about this. Much, much worse than you felt when you pushed Bono off a building. But you managed to make your way to a huge stone arc entrance that leads to a gradual incline. The mold people have surrounded the bent cops and carried them away. Mold people guts are everywhere. Okay, last act. You've gone under this huge stark stone arc entrance on a dirty, rocky path. Gets steeper and steeper, and you go slower and slower. You suspect that the mole people are pursuing you, but it is too dark to tell. You can hear scuffling noises, but can't tell if it's the mole people or just your own footsteps echoing back at you. There are little fires moving in the distance behind you. You stumble across some train tracks. It is just light enough to tell what they are. You think you can hear a train approaching. You struggle to get off the tracks and just make it on the platform before the train hits you. You get on the train because you have to. Bono is the conductor, and you realize he is unkillable and that you cannot escape him. Bono is also one with the train. With or without you is playing incessantly on the train's PA system. Bono recites a list of every single person who has purchased the single for With or Without You and is thanking them personally. It is implied that you have sinned by failing to purchase said single. This is your punishment. You realize that the train is perpetually circling the earth. There is no one on the train but you and Bono. You try to reach the front of the train, but there is no engine room. There is only car after car. You imagine that the train is as long as the earth's circumference. As a consequence, you realize the only way out is to fling yourself from the train. As you fall into what seems to be a bottomless pit, you regret nothing and experience only perfect hatred for Bono and his stupid wraparound shades. And then you wake up. That was pretty horrifying. It's pretty good. Yeah. Feeling pretty creeped out. Legit creeped out. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's the show. Mold people. Thanks, um, Callie. Yeah, thanks, Callie. We love you. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to leave you with... Uh, we're going to play a song that I like. Yeah. It's a song by Destroyer. Yeah, maybe you'll like it. It's called Archer on the Beach, featuring Tim Hecker, who's pretty cool. Yeah. And that'll do it. Yeah.
Bye, guys. Farewell. See you next week on Low Level Rage. Careful.